0: and see what's happening on wall street with the help of course from philip statler statler financial services in downtown sebring who's on the phone philip good morning how you doing this morning
1: hey good morning dave uh, doing well my computer gave me a little hard time this morning so i was a little slow getting started but uh hey we're all in and uh man it's uh not uh not not much to talk about on the earnings front today
0: yeah. Okay. Well, we got one, but we got plenty of economic news. Boy, oh boy! Yesterday, I mean, I see a sawtooth through the day, but we ended up with another Dow Jones record, even though it was up eighty six cents. That was enough to bring us to a new closing record. But it got up there pretty high. It was up. It was up close to thirty seven four hundred at one point during the day. Standard & Poor's was up another 215 That was forty five hundredths of a percent. NASDAQ is uh, pacing the increases up another 91. With a little bit of luck at the end of the week, we're going to be past 15,000 on NASDAQ, the way things are going. Things ain't looking bad at all on Wall Street, are they?
1: No, it definitely doesn't look that way. And, uh, you know, they're all, I think, baking in those interest rate cuts for next year, which are yet to be seen, right? <laughs>
0: You and I have been kind of giggling about all this soothsaying down the line, which kind of leads us into a chart that we were talking about before we went on the air. Where is the S&P going to end at the end of next year? Well, you got to figure these big brokerage firms spend kajillions of dollars on research, they've got million-dollar economists on the staff, and you can count on exactly what they say is going to happen. Well. You take the 10 biggest uh, brokerage firms with analytics departments, and uh, where's the S&P going to end up? If you look at Oppenheimer, they're real optimistic. They think the Standard & Poor's is going to end up at 5,200 at the end of next year. On the other hand, if you uh, happen to like J.P. Morgan, they say we're going to fall completely to pieces and end up at 4,200 next year, a 1,000-point swing, like a 25% swing in opinion. Kind of brings the whole point up. there's an element of crapshoot here, isn't there?
1: Yeah, there, there really is you know that's um, and it's all trying to determine what the fed's going to do, what the economy's going to do. Obviously those that think the uh, the, the high numbers they, they feel like that uh, we will recover in the second half of the year and bounce up and uh, and everything will be rosy. but you know earnings have a long way to go to uh, To get back to what they were um, before, kind of the recessionary numbers start hitting with the interest rates going up. So, you, you know, the PE ratios need to need to, some updating, and and we'll have to see some optimism out of companies next year to hit those kind of targets.
0: And I think that's probably a very fair statement that some optimism out of the companies would mean a lot because I've been harping about the trailing PE ratios being way too high now for quite some time, and I know you have as well. Uh, but uh, the other thing that's doing it is this earnings season, it's been pretty well normal as far as the percentage of companies that beat Wall Street expectations. But the problem is, and you've been, you've been harping on this, too, that you know, the expectations stink. I mean, earnings are not what they were a year and a half, two years ago.
1: Exactly. You know, the, the earnings numbers, those are media presentations, right? Oh, we beat the expectation. Well, what's the expectation compared to what it was last year? And did we beat last year's numbers? Well, no, in the majority of the cases, we're not. Very rarely do we see revenue and earnings higher than what it was in the previous year.
0: Which is why you and I talk about the price-earnings ratio as much as we do. How much profit am I actually buying per dollar I'm investing? I got a a crank call a few days ago after I made the observation that we were at a new record on Wall Street, 37.306 on the Dow. Everything looks real good. And then I threw out the fact that, but yeah... After the last two years' inflation, your $37,000 you got in the Dow is worth 20% less than it was, too. (laughs) We (laughs) kind of, sort of need to increase the earnings in order to get it up to the point where we're actually gaining real money as well.
1: That's right. You're absolutely right. Earnings, you know, the the inflation, definitely. You know, people don't think of it that way, though, Dave. They just look at that real number, and uh, it's not apples to apples, right?
0: Absolutely. Kind of brings us up to this. We were kind of expecting a a pleasant surprise on some economic numbers this morning just based upon the expectation of interest rates. Uh, We're batting 500 this morning. The government reported housing starts for November and housing starts for November were up 14.8 percent. I haven't seen a number like that since we were coming out of the pandemic. Have you?
1: No, I haven't. That was a, that was a, a, that's a substantial increase in, in housing starts. And um, that's really good news for the construction companies. And, uh, it, you know, and that means the consumer still uh, willing to pay the price uh, for, for new construction.
0: Absolutely. Lock in a decent interest rate, everything being relative to what it was a month and a half ago, and people went crazy on the other side of the fence, and this kind of surprised me. Building permits in November actually fell by 2.5%. I've got to assume that's a seasonal thing because, okay, we're fine. We're coming into the holiday season. Who wants to go to the hassle of starting to break ground on a home right in the middle of the holiday season? I'm going to assume that's probably a one-month anomaly, wouldn't you think?
1: Well, I would think that plus. I mean, let's think of what season it is up north, right? It's cold, wintry. Um, you know they they may be pushing permits out a little bit and and not being so. You know, let's not pay for them today. Let's wait and see. Uh, you know, when can we really start and then start the permit process.
0: True. Plus, you might remember we had like a 45-inch snowfall up in New York in the middle of November. That probably had to put a little little bit of a crimp in the market, wouldn't you think?
1: Uh, I would think so, at least in that market.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the snow belt did not have a good November by any measure. Uh, tidbits out there this morning, if you're an Apple investor, you've got to have your eyebrows raised. Apple has been told that they uh, stole the technology for their blood oxygen on their, uh, sensor on their recent models of Apple Watch. Uh, so they've been ordered to pull the Apple Watch off the market until they uh, fix that uh, that uh, intellectual property violation they've got. Apple said, oh, okay, We'll pull it on Christmas Eve after everybody's bought one. I, <laughs> when you're <laughs> as big as Apple, you can get away with doing that, you know.
1: Well, and that's going to push sales, right? Anybody that wanted to was thinking about even going to getting one. Well, now, hey, they're going to take them off the market. I got to rush right out and get one, even if I was just on the border of. Well, maybe, maybe not. Well, now I'm going to go rush out and get one because they're going to take them off the market.
0: I was kind of think yeah, that, that was free advertising for Apple. Free advertising for Apple. Buy it now. It might cost them a billion dollars extra on the fines, but what the heck? We're Apple. They can pull that out of the coffee fund.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's a pretty good marketing ploy there.
0: That's kind of a bang on it. Yes, you, you will not be able to buy an oxygen sensor on your Apple Watch 9 after Christmas Day, so buy it now quick while it's still illegal. Uh, let's see, other junk going on. Oh, U.S. Steel is doing well off of that uh, Japanese company buying them out, aren't they?
1: Oh, I bet they are. I mean, that's uh, that's good news for those stockholders. They're eating that up.
0: I had them up twenty six percent yesterday afternoon. They're now trading at a forty percent premium over their uh, range they've been trading in since September. I think U.S. steel stock stockholders got to be real happy, don't you?
1: Yeah, I, I think so, Dave. Uh, that's uh, they're they're just elated right now. That's a good Christmas present for them.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Sell some stock and finance your Christmas credit cards. Other things we're going to be looking at this week, I really haven't looked at uh, the uh, rest of the week as far as economic reports. We've got the uh, housing information now this morning, and you had builder confidence yesterday that was up a little bit.
1: Yeah, builder confidence was up. Um, I mean, last month it was 34. This month it's 37. So that's a nice little bump there. And that was about. Well, 36 is what was expected. So, so that was a good number there on the home builders. It's going the right direction for sure. Uh, Wednesday we have, after you and I talk, it'll be existing home sales come out as well as consumer confidence comes out on Wednesday. And then, uh, Thursday's a big day. I mean, jobless claims are always there, but we get the revision for the GDP. Uh, ah. yeah. And, uh, I- you know, that number's getting pretty frothy right now at, um, I see, last recording was 5.2%. Um, expectation is for it to drop about a tenth of a percent to 5.1. And we'll see what that number looks like. And then Friday is uh, durable goods orders, personal income, personal spending, uh, and the PCE index.
0: That's going to be market mover and a day in which I'm going to assume I I don't think the markets close early on Friday, but it's uh, going to be a day in which everybody's going to head for the free eggnog about noon on Friday, I assume.
1: I I would think so. I mean, I can't imagine that being a heavily traded day just because it's really the I mean, a lot of companies are closed. I mean, I know the market's not closed, but, um, you, you know, we're closing for our folks to, to have a holiday that day and so yeah, more and more businesses will do that for that friday so not as much uh not as much attention will be drawn to
0: that absolutely we only have one report that's out it's one of those companies and i had to ask you for sure what line of work they were in because they used to be a big accounting firm uh now they're a consulting firm for business but they're still not small potatoes the only report we got out is accenture how did they do last quarter
1: so Accentra and they issued weaker than expected second quarter revenue guidance um, in their reporting uh, revenue was uh, was lower than expected by oh I think about a half a billion dollars. They came in at fifteen point four billion versus sixteen um, so not not so much there uh revenue earnings and uh were were okay uh, they topped expectations for his last quarter uh is trading down about three percent this morning
0: you know, one miss will do it I mean you got to bat a thousand in this earnings season to gain in price don't you
1: yep it seems that way anyway
0: not much as anything. Yesterday was a general up day. The blue chips were kind of boring, but they were up. And the NASDAQ was actually pretty aggressive. 45 minutes before we opened this morning, are we still in green ink, Philip?
1: We are, Dave. And uh, substantially moving up a little bit. The, the Dow's up a quarter of a point. S&P 500 is up almost a quarter of a point. The NASDAQ 100, a little over a tenth of a percent. The big mover right now is the Russell 2000 up nine tenths. So some some good moves there. Hey, on the other side of the coin, we got silver up a half a percent, gold up a little over a tenth of a percent. Crude oil is trading back up. It was down a little earlier, but it's up a a little over a tenth of a percent right now to $72.93 a barrel, which is a little higher than what it was yesterday this time.
0: Isn't it a pity to know that uh, you know crude oil has lost all of its year-to-date gains over the last couple of weeks, Philip? Are you feeling sorry for the oil traders?
1: Uh, not, not feeling sorry at all. I'd like it to keep going down a little bit.
0: I, I've got a very tiny violin for them, but I apologize for that to my friend Tom, that trades in oil futures. <laughs> <laughs> Overseas markets, I got generally an up market in the Asian rim at the close this morning at 6 a.m. As expected, Hong Kong, Taiwan were off, but everybody else was up fractionally at 6 when they closed up. Europe is up in general, but it's kind of a range again today. The French market is flat to slightly down. German market is up pretty substantially. On balance, we're about 15 hundredths of a percent up halfway through the uh, European trading day. We were talking about the guesses as to where the market is going to be at the end of the year. If retirement is in your future, that's got to scare you because nobody knows what the heck's going on. How do I get into a a retirement plan that minimizes my risk, Philip?
1: You know, that's right. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So you have to plan for the worst and, and be prepared for that. And that's why I developed the Core Retirement Design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call. 863-382-0037 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design and, uh, and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM.
0: And up to the minute information tomorrow morning as well with you and me together here on Light. Philip, thank you so much. I'll see you then, all right?
1: All right, man, have a great day.
0: Appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
1: Well, thanks again. I want to thank you for joining us today during this holiday season. Hey, the markets have given us lots of presents. Hang in there. Stay tuned so you know what's happening in the marketplace. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 if we can be of any help at all. Take care, and we will talk to you again tomorrow morning. Bye now.